we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you. Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Armin, and I'm back for another Vanderpump Rules recap. And I'm joined once again by the co-host of the Holly Shook podcast. That is Ryan Alkire. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing amazing. How are you, Armin? I'm good. Uh, that episode of Vanderpump Rules was another good one, I think. It was a good one. I think we talked last week. They said they're going out with a bang. Yes. The end of the season is supposed to be good. And we've had two good episodes in a row. So as sad as that is, it is an accomplishment at this point. It used to be that an entire season didn't have a bad episode. Now you're lucky enough to get two straight good episodes, like you said. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get a, we'll get a good season finale next week. Make it three good episodes in a row. A hat trick, as they say. A turkey. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a turkey. Um, I don't do sports. You don't do sports, but you know who does do sports, right? Mm, who? <laughs> no, that was just another terrible segue. Oh, I was expecting some. I was like, wait, the baseball episode was a few episodes ago. Are we talking about the baseball game still? I'm confused. <laughs> that would have worked so well, though. When I we know. did that episode, I, sh- I should have brought sports up a few weeks ago. You should have. You should have. <laughs> it's not oh, a the- common topic for me. We could say, you know, speaking of sports, we saw the conclusion of the softball games bet by seeing Tom and Tom clean Sir's bathroom with toothbrushes. Okay, so we saw the conclusion of that storyline. Okay. Okay. Okay, good tie-in, good tie-in. Good tie-in, good tie-in. And actually, in that scene, we did see Brittany confront Sandoval about the party. So actually, let's talk Mm -hmm. about the the tale of two parties. That that was the name of this episode. Yes, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But mostly Um, the worst of times. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's let's get right into that drama. Why not? Off the bat, Rye, do you think it was wrong of Sandoval to host a party at the exact same time on the exact same day as Jax. I am going to say without even an ounce of regret or hesitation that it was absolutely not wrong. He did the right thing and I fully am on board with this. Didn't Dana Fuck call it Jax. a Yeah. I agree. Didn't Dana call it a science experiment last week and that's exactly what it was and then it turned out that yeah, everybody basically went to Sandoval's party. I can't really remember who said it in this episode, but why allow this grown man who, mind you, is the oldest one in this whole group of characters mm-hmm. to continue acting like a child towards his quote-unquote friends, being an asshole, being a jerk, being just fucking awful, and get away with it? Like, it's, it, it literally infuriates me. Like, it's so crazy that they put up with it for so long. And then yet, he's still going to play the victim. 
when all the people you didn't invite to your birthday party plan to have, or birthday party, whatever, pool party, plan to have their own fun day. God forbid they have their own day. What? Just because you get uninvited from a party, you're not allowed to do a single thing that day? It's insane. No, you're not, actually. Like, once you're invited to a party, like, that day is now blacked out. But you cannot do anything that day anymore, which is one of the... That's the only plan you can have. Whether you go to it or not, that's the only plan you can have. Yeah, which is one of the most unfortunate things about being very popular, as you know, because you get invited to a lot of things, and then when you decide not to go to those things, you can't do anything else. Well, I mean, if I was stuck at home with the fucking pool, then I'd throw a fucking pool party, bitch. (laughs) And I don't think it really... He's still home. I don't think uh, there's any question, but which party would you have gone to? <laughs> I, I think I would have gone to the one with four people. They had bartenders, even though they could have easily made their own drinks. There, there were more people assisting that party than there were people at that party. Because there had Literally. to be more people probably to put up that giant inflatable slide. There had to be at least two. Like one person isn't putting up a giant inflatable slide. Can we also mention that apparently Randall rented the slide, but then didn't even come to the party? Right. No, exactly. I mean, Lala was hyping that whole thing up with with Randall's presence seemingly a linchpin to it, right? Like, oh yeah, Randall's getting this whole giant slide. I was expecting Randall to be there. You're you're absolutely right. That was strange that he wasn't there. Um, yeah, there were there were literally more people there to assist the party than there were people actually at the party. I mean, it was Lala, Brett, randomly. And Stassi and Bo, four people in addition to the hosts. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, it's obvious. I'm going to Sandoval's. You're going to Sandoval's. I don't even need to ask you, right? You're going to Sandoval's. Bitch, bitch I am Sandoval's. Like that. <laughs> if I had a pool, that is what I would be doing every goddamn Saturday. That was a great, well-rounded party, by the way. Like they had the hookah set mm-hmm. up for people who are a little more like chill. Yeah, chill, or people who maybe are a little more conversational, right? Like, they don't want to be, like, you know, splashing around in the pool and, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, using the super soakers and dancing, right? They just want to chill around the hookah, have a conversation, right? They'll have a little mm-hmm. more relaxed experience. They had that, they had that mm-hmm. like, cabana set up that looked super cool. You could probably take a nap in it really easily. That looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also pretty sure that Katie and Dana were getting stoned in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, Katie was like fucked up at this party. I oh, loved it. <laughs> super lit. Um, and actually, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Katie like that lit, but not rage lit. Yeah. She was like happy lit. Yeah. I think it it was because she was super stoned too. She was crossfaded yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which was fun. Uh, so you had like the James DJing. You had the pool, which had like a bunch of like toys and like inflatable things and like the noodles it, it, it was just a great time it looked like like i said a well-rounded party um yeah jackson britney's party looked miserable so miserable and jackson britney's thing it the concept of it isn't bad like oh we have drinks we have a pool we have burgers we have a slide like it is cool and it would have been fun if it wasn't like such a big deal. Like if it was just like, Hey, do you guys want to come over and hang out? You know, have some drinks, you know, eat eat some, eat some burgers and just like kind of hang out by the pool. Yeah. Sounds chill. But to like have this whole thing of I'm having a pool party and it's going to be sick. And we rented a shit for it. 
And then to have it be so lame, like I was cringing. It was so embarrassing. I was like, I'm so embarrassed for them. Right. But it's what they deserved. What what did we talk about last week? I don't know. You know, I don't remember anything (laughs) we talk about on this damn thing. What did we talk about last week? Let me guess, Vanderpump Rules? Um, no. (laughs) Didn't even mention it. Didn't even mention Vanderpump Rules on last week's Vanderpump Rules recap podcast. Um, no, we talked about how, for one, Jax is desperate for attention at all times, but two, one of the few ways that he knows how to get attention is via major life events, right? Mm, And we theorize that a part of his mental breakdown is that Pretty much all of his major life events are in his past. His next one is his 50th birthday, right? Oh, my God. So he has to yeah. wait a whole decade, and this guy knows it. Like, unless he gets a divorce, which may be a ploy of his in the next couple of years. Like, he does not have sure. a major life event coming up in the near yeah. future, right? He just had his 40th. Yeah. He just had a wedding. And he just had an engagement party. And he had, like, the the initial engagement party. Remember, they had, like, the engagement party, like, right when the proposal happened. And then they had the other mm. engagement party. The whole yeah, world had- centered around him, and now he's nothing. And and Sheena kind of alluded to that in a way, if you remember, right? When they were at dinner after the comedy show mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. Jax eventizes everything now to get attention. When um, mm-hmm. Jax texted Sheena saying like, oh my God, how can you schedule your shoot on my day? And she yeah. said, uh, honey, your day was June 29th. Yes, that was great. Sheena has been great the past couple episodes with yes. just like calling it like it is um calling mostly jacks out for what he's doing um and that's so true that that's such a great way to sum it up of with the sheena thing is what do you mean your day <laughs> it's just another saturday you just happen to plan a party on this saturday in no way does that make it your day like it what that's like me being like hey do you guys want to come over and watch tv this sunday and and i'll make us some food and then someone having plans and being like well it's my day like no it's just a normal fucking weekend there's literally nothing nothing important about this weekend and i have other things planned right if anything it's sheena's day she's playing she's doing a music video right yeah that's more of an event than jack's just being like come over and jump in a pool um, by the way, Rye, that explains your Freudian slip at the beginning of this episode when you said nobody showed up to Jax's birthday. Mm, because yeah. he was treating it like a birthday, like a major life event. But it wasn't. It was just another day. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, like, you know, scientifically proven, I, I have not had my 40th birthday yet. But, like, by that age, are you really making it that big of a deal still? Like, I don't know. Maybe you are. I guess... Each decade's like a big deal, but, but like, it's not even his birthday, though, right? It's not his birthday. No, I know, but like, even if it was his birthday, right? right. Like, let's like, pre- let's pretend it was a major life event, right, right? Right? I would, I would still almost not excuse this behavior if it was his birthday. So, like, that's saying something that it was just another fucking Saturday in July. <laughs> like, I really can't, and I'm so uncomfortable. I just, oh my god, I just loved, I loved. That Tom Sandoval and Ariana threw their own pool party. I loved that everyone went to it. Yes. I loved that it was like a roaring success and way more fun than Jackson Britney's. I hope it was humbling for them. I'm I'm in there. Oh, yeah, right. 
They can't be I humbled. Mean, I, I mean, the whole time they're like, oh, we're just going to have fun anyway. Oh, we didn't need them anyway. And that goes to show that these people aren't even going to be appreciative of your presence. So you did a good thing by throwing your own party and everyone who yeah. attended Tom and Sandoval's party did a good thing because in the end, Jackson and Brittany are in their own little delusional world. And I'm throwing Brittany in there too. She's an accomplice. No, you have to. She's acting... She's she's not... She tried to attack Tom Sandoval for doing it when it's summed up by the scene where she's talking to Jax. Jax is ta- eating cereal at 10 p.m. or whatever the fuck he was doing. Brittany, just to get through a conversation with her husband, has to take tequila shots at the counter. Yes! And... Yes. And I noticed that, basically too. Says, basically says to Jax, well, you know, if you didn't uninvite Tom, then none of this would have been happening. And Jack says, so are you saying this is all my fault? She's like, no, 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 it's not your fault. I'm just saying that if you didn't do it, then none of this would have happened. <laughs> it's like, so it's his fault is what you're saying. But she can't even hold her own husband accountable for no. his actions. So she's just as she's just as in the wrong. Like, she should have looked him in the eyes and said, yes, Jax, this is your fault. Your behavior caused this. If you didn't act this way, then everyone would be coming to our house on Saturday like you planned. And this is a learning experience for you. And you need to grow the fuck up and realize that you can't treat people like this. Because they're not going to keep coming to your pool parties. And they're not going to keep coming to your birthday parties. And they're not going to keep coming to anything you do. Because why do they have to? They obviously can plan their own successful, fun events with everyone in their friend group without you and not even blink an eye. So grow yeah. the fuck up and realize that it's not your fucking world. Uh, but you nailed it, Rye. Brittany doesn't hold Jax accountable. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Jax yeah. doesn't self-reflect. Um, I mean, that goes without saying. And it's pretty incredible the way that Jax gaslights Brittany. I mean, that scene that you just described reminded me a lot of last week's scene, right? Where um, at the end of the episode, Brittany's like, I'm just so sad because you're being mean again. Like you're devolving back into that behavior where you're being mean. And he's like, mean? What? Mean? And she's like, yeah, you're acting mean. He's like, I'm acting mean towards other people, not towards you. I'm never mean towards you. And she's like, yeah, but you know, Jax, like you're still, you're being mean. He's like, this doesn't make sense. Like you're, you're mad. You're upset because I'm acting mean towards other people. Like why would you care? All of that is pure delusional nonsense. Um, just mm-hmm. off the bat, Jax has definitely been mean to Brittany. Oh, <laughs> left and right. <laughs> and two, it's not like your negative energy towards other people doesn't affect Brittany. <laughs> Brittany's taking a more of a beating because of his actions than he is. Because she still has to be around these people. And we talked about it last week at the beach scene. It's like, Jax doesn't even really get any feedback from it because he's not around whereas Britney still is and they have to be like your husband's a fucking psychopath but also that scene remember it was following the scene in which Jax threw Britney under the bus but see they never talk about it right because well Jax is never going to acknowledge that he did that and Britney is too caught up in trying to defend Jax and not ever throw him under the bus that she's not going to call him out on it right She's not going to lay out in detail, this is what you've done, this is why I'm upset. I think she's even confused as to why she's upset because Jack is gaslighting her. He's not even going to let her see reality, right? He's going to shove it down her throat. Like he said, I think he said at one point, he's like, we're going to brawl. We're married now. 
This is what married couples do. Married oh couples brawl. God. Remember that? Yeah. So like, yeah. Britney can't even engage with reality. Like, uh, dude, Jax, how can you say I'm just being mean to other people? You're not because when you were being mean to Kristen, you also said, "Oh, Britney told me." Br- Britney told me the and truth, like, and you threw you threw your own wife under the bus. Like, Jax, dude, right? Jax, I think he's the most evil villain in reality TV history. Oh, hands down. I would argue Angelina from Jersey Shore. Nope, nope. No, Jax no. wins. Jax wins. <laughs> I'm trying this to guy think is of other psychologically ones. abusive. Yeah. I feel like it's compare. It's semi similar to like the James Kennedy thing, where he's so evil because he's mentally unstable, but he had an alcohol problem. But at, at James Kennedy's core, he's not a bad person. He's no. not this like evil, evil, manipulative, like just bad person. He just got too drunk and he was an asshole when he's too drunk. And we'll talk about James because he's like a sweet, total sweetheart now. And we're seeing that the real James, which everyone says this, the real James, the real James, when you're not drinking, you're the real James. We haven't seen that in a while, but we're seeing it now and it's great to see. Jax, though, it's it's not alcohol that triggers him. It's not like a traumatic experience that triggers him. It's just, he is so mentally unstable and, and, and delusional. And at his core, that's just how he treats people. He treats people like shit. And, you know, with James, we have seen a couple seasons worth of a shift and he's been working on it. And he's, we've seen baby steps kind of along the way and always kind of held on to the hope that he would get it together and secretly rooting for him because, you know, we all, you know, I'm the first to say I've always loved James Kennedy because he's great TV. But with Jax, it's like, it's been the same since season one. I I've, I gave up hope on him ever changing, you know, years ago. And I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever going to change. And even if it wasn't as present, you know, over the past couple of years, you could argue, it's like full force. Like he's making up for lost time at this point. He's absolutely deranged and unhinged and it's scary it's frightening we also can't forget that james started the show at age 21 or 22 jack started the show at age 32 um and it's not to say you can't make changes (laughs) later in life we see it all the time but i think with jacks the behavior is too entrenched he's never changing like you said um and on the note of james can we just talk about the hug between james and katie oh my god because isn't it funny that two weeks ago when we (laughs) talked about the the James and Katie makeup moment at the softball game. Um, you yeah. said, you said, I, I, I thought it was a little weird that they didn't hug. And then we had that whole bit about how like, well, they're probably never going to be huggy with each other. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And then they had that whole moment. It was, it was actually really sweet. And I, I rarely say this about reality TV, but I think, I think James has genuinely evolved as a person. I don't think it's for the cameras. I don't think Oh, for sure. It's just for a fleeting moment. I think he he really made a big change. I 100% agree. I think especially I think and I wasn't doing this podcast last season, but the last couple seasons with James, I when I would talk about it with you just in general because this is conversations that we have in normal life when right. we're not recording. Exactly. Um it was so hard to watch James's story to the point where I was like, I just don't want him. I don't want to see his scenes. Like I wouldn't watch his scenes because it was so real and it was so sad to see literally this guy who 
yes, he was an asshole, but I genuinely enjoyed watching lose everything. He lost everything. He lost his job. He lost all of his friends. He lost his sense of identity almost. Like crumbling. He lost, he crumbled, he spiraled out of control on television and it was depressing as fuck to watch. Like I literally was like, I don't like, I almost was like, this feels immoral that they're showing this on TV. (laughs) Like it's, it's kind of disturbing that the entire world is able to see this kid like literally spiral out of control. It was basically like Sheena divorcing Shay, but in a prolonged fashion. Like if, if Sheena divorced Shay for the first time, every episode for two seasons mm-hmm. straight, totally immoral, <laughs> definitely not ethical, you know, and definitely <laughs> way too like cringe for TV. I feel like side tangent, not enough people talk about how, fucked up it is that they literally bombarded Shay with a divorce on television without him knowing that that actually deserves its own podcast we should like we need that is we need to have a whole podcast just on that oh my god that is the most fucked and i i don't i don't even think about it but you've brought it up a couple times in the few past few weeks and every time you bring it up i just I'm taken back to that moment where I'm like, oh my God, that was so fucked up. So but fucked. Thank, thank God for it. It was great. I, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm part of the problem, but like I was screaming that whole time. I was like, this is oh, insane. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think James is changing. I think, like I said earlier, I think James has his issues. He has a lot of stuff he has to work out, but he's at his core. He is not a bad person. He is a nice person. And I think he's getting to show that again. And he was friends with these people at one point, maybe oh, not yeah. besties, but he he got invited to things. He got, you know, people enjoyed his company time, you know, every so often. And I think he realized how much he misses that and how much he needs it. And I appreciate that Tom and Tom have always kind of been on his side and given him the opportunities. And that's all you can give him is give give him the chance to prove himself and if he does it he does it if he doesn't he doesn't but he he is and i'm like really happy about it and i'm team james and raquel you guys know we're a huge raquel podcast so this is a raquel uh, podcast it's fully a raquel podcast and although i feel like we haven't talked about her a lot in recent weeks but she hasn't to be honest ever since the lala fight she really hasn't been on it much right but uh i don't know i'm excited I know the haters are going to say, I said, take James off the show just a few weeks ago, (laughs) but I'm redacting that statement. And I'm going to say, I'm actually excited to see James next season because if he's able to stay sober and able to be what we're seeing now, I'm down. And that Katie James hug was chef's kiss because Katie was like fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she was. was. She was wasted. Remember the hug came after um, James elbowed her on the breast. Oh my god, yes. He did a good old uh, boob elbow. Uh, el- elbow boob. Elbow boob, sorry. You have to boob. say the thing that impacts. Oh, elbow the, boob. Elbow said, impacts the boob. I've said boob more in the past minute than I have in the past like, six years of my life. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> um, I need to move on. Quickly though, it was really brilliant when Schwartz said the quiet part aloud when he was like, I'm going to miss the asshole James, though. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to miss when James caused the ruckus. Like, because we even said that last week. Remember, Ryan? We were like, yeah. 
great for James. Like, obviously, for his own life, these changes should be permanent, and they're great, and they're healthy. But for reality TV... I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna miss bad. the old James. And it's funny, like I like Schwartz right there kind of being the audience avatar in a way. Like he's recognizing yeah. the fact that look, this James is great. It's so healthy. And look at him. He's DJing this party with tons of alcohol and not taking a single drink. He's not gonna get into a single argument. Yeah. And he's hugging my wife, who, you know, once had an epic feud with James. I mean, they were basically yeah. at each other's throats to the point in which they were gonna kill each other, right? And Schwartz is like, well, that was good for TV. He basically said the yeah. Clyde part aloud. I thought that was great. You know, leave it to Schwartz to, you know, speak for the people. Speaking um, for the people. I think to, I can't talk, I don't, I don't know. How much do you have to say about Jax? The only other thing I have to say is the whole Instagram story going to the gym edit was like freaking me out. I didn't like that. Were those his real Instagram stories? Like, I was confused. I had the same question. I, I don't know if those were real or not, or if they were just filmed for the show. I have no idea. I have actually a lot more to say about Jax. Um, but quickly, on the whole party note, we'll, we could wrap up that whole thing. It really was pathetic. Jax and Brittany's party. Um, on the James note, the fact that Jax and Brittany debased themselves by inviting James. And listen, J- James, mm. like we've said, he's grown a lot. But I know that those two aren't that cool with James. But they were so desperate to have people yeah. come. They invited James, who once upon yeah. a time, not so long ago, I think it was actually just last season, he yeah. called out Jax for cheating on Britney with Faith. That just happened a, yeah. year, a year before this party this pool party right they didn't invite james to the wedding because they hated him and now they're begging him to dj their party because nobody is showing up i thought that was pathetic and i also thought it was super embarrassing i mean seriously come on talk about debasing yourself and i also thought it was embarrassing that Jax was pretending to know who brett was they've never spoken in their life (laughs) and he's pretending to know who brett is because brett's one of like three people at his pool party that he spent probably ten thousand dollars on and here's the thing, too, is, like, James used to not be able to get invited to one party, and now he has to turn down invites to two parties. Like, yes! that, that is growth, if I've ever seen it, and I am proud to have experienced that. True growth. Um, okay, a little more on Jax. We, we, we have to talk about Mad Jax. Um, it's making me, like, literally, like, have hives. Like, I hate thinking about him. <laughs> Just a couple more things. Because I want to talk about Jax's misogyny. I wrote oh down a bunch where do we of... Start? Yeah, where do we start? Right. But I wrote down a bunch of quotes in this episode that, to me, really illustrate his views on women. Mm-hmm. For one, he says um, that Sandoval's a, quote, cry baby little bitch, end quote. Mm-hmm. Then he mm-hmm. mocks... In that same sentence, he mocks Sandoval. He's pretending to be Sandoval. He says, quote, I'm a tattletale... 10-year-old little girl, end quote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then, later in that same diatribe, he says Sandoval's, quote, a fucking woman, end quote. Mm -hmm. Is that that an insult, Jax? Um, But then doesn't he say, like, nothing against women? Yeah, then he goes, goes, nothing against women. But you know why he said that, Rye? Because there's cameras on him. He would never say that otherwise. No, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. 
But didn't he say it like to Britney or something? Yes, shit? Like, he says it to Britney, and Britney oh, doesn't flinch. God. Yeah, Britney doesn't flinch because she's like, yeah, no, of course I know my husband hates women, and, and yeah. calling someone a woman is an insult. No, I know that. It's like, what? And I'm sure I'm, some people will say, oh, you're taking it too seriously. And it's not even somebody saying that in a fleeting moment, which I don't think is great anyway. But this is this guy's instinct. I think there's a difference between someone saying something bad in a fleeting moment. Look, we'll all forgive anything, man. Um, geez, I think we've all forgiven worse. But Jax's worldview is that women are inferior to men. It's so clear. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's not mm-hmm. just these quotes. I mean, this dates back for years and years and years. There are many, many yeah. instances of Jax being like this. But this episode really stood out to me. There was another moment, Rye, and I wrote this down as well. During his IG story after the gym. <laughs> Those terrible IG stories. Oh, God. He says, quote, Tiffany at Lit Method. I tell you what. She's got to be the hardest instructor I have ever had in my life. I mean, that goes for all women instructors. They're fucking hard. They make men, well, most men instructors, look like little girls. End quote. Literally. I remember that. And I remember being like, wait a second. And How does this add up? And is here's he what I love. A women, is he complimenting a woman by saying that being a girl is weak? Like, I'm confused. See, th- that's what's amazing about this quote is that the only way, the only way that Jax can find a way to compliment a woman is by comparing a woman to a man and then lambasting the man by saying that that man is like the, war- like the child version of a woman. It's literally, there's so many layers to it that I can't even grasp the logic. Like, this guy is completely idiotic. Not only in his way of thinking, but in his way of, like, trying to prove a point. Like, nothing about it makes sense. I I absolutely can't stand it. See, at at another point, Jack says, Sandoval's, quote, worse than a child, end quote. So I think in Jack's worldview, right? Um, oh, women are worse than men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Jax's worldview yeah. and children are much worse than adults. So for Jax, yeah. a girl is the lowest on the totem pole. <laughs> so that's right. why like, literally a, a child woman <laughs> is like the weakest thing on this planet. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why the only way he could prop up a woman is to say a woman is making men look like Little girls. It's unbelievable to me. This guy is terrible. And Ariana said it best at one point in the episode. She's like, she says it to Brittany, right? To Brittany when they're doing the, the, the philanthropy. She says to Brittany, she's like, if it weren't for you, not one person in, in our friend group would still be friends with Jax. And no, Brittany's like, I don't yeah. know. Just Sandoval wouldn't be friends with him. Nobody would. No, no. The only reason Stassi went to that party is because she wanted a chair to sit in, which, like, I get it. <laughs> Tom and Arya kind of don't have chairs, and it's, like, a weird thing for an adult household to not have. But, like, Stassi didn't go to that party because she wanted to, like, hang out with Jackson and Brittany. I, I'm, I'm going to push back and on Brett. that. I, I think, strangely, Stassi has this affinity for Jax now. And Bo is really close with Jax. It's true. No, I think it's because she wanted a chair. <laughs> I'm sticking to my story. She Fair wanted enough. a chair to sit in. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, no, you know what it, it really is? Because the chair, the chair is the excuse. 
I, I don't think Stasi and Ariana can coexist because they're two strong alphas. They don't they they don't butt heads, but they don't you know rub elbows. They're they're two dominant personalities, you know. Like Ariana's yeah. a leader of the pack, Stassi's a leader of the pack. I also wouldn't be surprised if like the producers were like, okay, well, we need a couple of you guys to go to Jax's. <laughs> like, they're like, come on, please, guys, please. <laughs> Could you imagine like, if it was just Lala? Lala just sitting there, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know. I guess I guess Brett, and this is a good segue. I guess Brett maybe didn't go because he knew Max and Dana were going to be there, even though Max didn't go. Right. Max texted so, Brett that he wasn't going to either party. Yeah. So maybe Brett was kind of avoiding the Dana situation, especially since he just a night or two prior had said that he doesn't have feelings for Dana. Yeah. What did Which you think was, I loved. I loved the scene. Um, it was a great scene. I feel like it was like, okay, there's this weird mix of old and new at this one table. We have Sheena, Stassi, Lala, and whatever, Bo. And then we have Dana, Brett, and Max. And they're all at one table. And Lala goes, all right, so let's talk. Who likes who? Or whatever she fucking says. Like, you made out with each other. And I think it was just great. Like, it was a great juxtaposition of, like, we, like... I feel like it was Lala and Stassi being like, do you guys even know how we paved the path for you to be here? Like we got in screaming matches at dinners and we yell and we fight and we like, we, we got shirtless and got into fist fights outside of Marrakesh. Like do not fucking disrespect your elders by having a calm and civil dinner when you guys have all been hooking up with and angry at each other this whole time. And it was just great. And then Lava just sat back and relaxed and watched the show. And it was amazing. It was the only time I've liked Lala all season. And it was, was fiery. Great. It was like, it was awkward. It was funny. It was weird. And it was just classic VPR. So what'd you think of the couple revelations? I mean, it, it was a lot, right? Like you had Sheena butting in even at one point, like calling yeah. Dana a liar, I think. Um, and then, yeah calling out Brett for hooking up with Dana because she's like, how can you do that to your friend? You also find out that um, Max's whole spiel about how like he's cool with it, but like he's not that cool with it, but he could let it be. And you know, he's not going to love it, but like he's not going to stop it. Well, that's no longer the case because he straight up said, I don't want to hear about my friend, Brett. That's not cool. Like you're making out with my best friend. That's not cool. And then in the midst of the chaos, like at one point, I think it was Max saying to Brett, like, look Dana in the eyes and, and tell her that you don't have feelings for her because there was this, all this like chaos and screaming. Yeah. And then Brett just screams, I don't, I don't. And that kind of took Dana back because she actually yeah. started that scene off by saying like, listen, me and Brett, we have feelings for each other. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of awkward because that was Dana finding out along with everyone else that apparently Brett doesn't have feelings for her, even though they've been hanging out, quote unquote, and making out uncomfortably in a parking lot after drinking. Um, And I don't know. I loved the fight. I loved them yelling. I thought it was the perfect time for that. situation happened because they couldn't really like leave like whereas if this happened at a party you know someone would have interrupted or someone would have walked away or like whatever i think it was 
I think it was classic Vanderpump Rules dinner party. Um, I don't know. I think I'm like over the whole plot line of them, like in this like love triangle, because I don't think we've ever really had a definite answer as to like what's going on. I also feel it hasn't been real enough. Like when you think back to some love triangles in VPR history, like that's also the thing, like this isn't unprecedented. I mean, yeah, you had Kristen sleep with Jax, right? So when you compare Dana and Brett, I think you even said this last week, like Dana and Brett have what gone out on two dates. Dana and Brett have made out three times, you know, and like Dana and Max were dating for like one week. Like the stakes Mm -hmm. aren't that high. Like I feel like, it is low stakes. It, it, it like forget saying they're not that high. It's low stakes. Like yeah. nobody's really going to be hurt by it. And like, not that we're advocating for people being hurt, but like, let's be real. High stakes shit creates right. high stakes drama, creates better television. That's why like the Kristen Sandoval, Jack Stassi thing was so crazy because Kristen and Sandoval were living together, dating for six years, and Jackson Stassi had been dating for three and living together too. Like right. that's right. That's a lot of consequences. I just think like it could, I get why it's happening and I get why it's being like a topic of conversation, but we've never had like, we've never had a straight answer from any of the three of them about whether they're dating other than the three day long, we're exclusive between Dana and Max at the beginning of the season that literally lasted maybe two hours. We've never had any of them like be exclusive or be in a relationship or like really even even admit that they like each other it's just this like kind of like half-hearted we're attracted to each other thing and yeah I'm 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 over it I'm glad that it's the end of the season because I don't think I don't I have a feeling the storyline won't carry over to next season because I don't feel like there's any connection enough between any of them for them to like keep trying to date next season um but I will say this was a good scene. I, I did like, I did like that they finally all confronted each other about it. Do you buy in the that same room? Because it was always just Dana and Max talking, or just Dana and Brett talking, or just Max and Brett talking. Like it was never the three of them together. So it was fun to have them all together. And I think Lala recognized that they were all together finally and was like, "Okay, talk about it." It's way more explosive in a group setting. Because um, then you even got Sheena involved in all of it. Um, do you? by when Brett says he doesn't have feelings. Like, later in the episode at Jax's pool party, he reiterates that he doesn't have feelings. He says he was interested in her, but he doesn't associate that with having feelings. Then he goes on to say, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Um, He goes on to say, when you put a penis inside of a vagina, that is feelings. And, of course, he hasn't done that with her. Um, He goes on to say that all he did was make out with Dana, and now everyone's acting like he committed World War 83. Um, Well, first of all, do you buy that he doesn't have feelings? Two, what do you think about his theory about penis and vagina in World War 83? I don't think that he really has feelings for her. I think that he's like a fuckboy. I think that he for sure like was attracted to her, and I think that he liked hanging out with her and spending time with her. I don't think he ever was, like, in it for a relationship or in it because he, like, really, really liked her. I think it was just, like, a mutual interest in each other, and it kind of got blown up into this, like, almost vengeful, like, yeah, like, vengeful, like, thing against Max, almost. I feel like the Max tie-in was what made it high stakes, even though it wasn't really high stakes. Right. Um, 
And my theory on putting a penis in a vagina creates feelings. I do not have a opinion on that as I do not often interact with vaginas. Um, not often. For all the listeners, for all the listeners out there. Um, yes, I am gay. I am really sorry to break that news to you. Um, I know some of you have been sliding into my DMs, flirting with me, mostly females, straight females. Um, but no, I don't often have an opinion on does straight heterosexual vaginal sex create feelings because newsflash to Brett, actually people can't have feelings for each other when there isn't a vagina involved. Um, and that's my opinion on heterosexual sex. One of my favorite things about that scene is that after Brett says all that, Jax goes, man, like, you're a really caring dude. Like, man, back at, back in my day, I would just, I would sleep with anything that moved. Like, you're a really thoughtful yeah. and caring guy. And it's like, just, just think about Jax's world. Mm. The fact that Brett could be an example of someone who is so thoughtful and caring. I mean, and it's this yeah. sentiment, this, let's yeah. be clear, fucking stupid sentiment that makes Jax go, whoa. And by the way, we've You're talked so about this for caring. weeks. Brett dupes everyone into thinking he's this like deep emotional guy. Yeah. And like everything he says is really fucking stupid. But it worked on Jax and worked on Sheena. So I guess, you know, set the bar low. <laughs> it worked on Dana too. It was, yeah, I don't know. I think Dana like could see through it a little bit, but. I don't know. Brett's an idiot. I know I go back and forth on Brett. It's kind of my thing, but I'm I now two solid weeks of thinking Brett's stupid. Um, I hate his hair, and I just yeah I'm 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 over it. I I want Dana to do better. I want I want I want beginning of season Dana again, where she was like the cool like independent chick. I want that again. So hopefully she can leave these stupid boys in the past. Even though I have a crush on Max. You know who covertly though has been the cool independent chick? Charlie. She Oh, Charlie, yeah. She has sneakily but... been that. Like I I don't know why. Like every I feel like she bats a thousand. Like every chance she gets, she makes the most out of her sh- chances. Like Yeah. She doesn't get a lot of screen time, but I feel like she's always like either funny or weird or actually like says something kind of insightful. Like I remember back earlier in the season where we're like, Oh, like she totally like read that character up and down, you know, like she's quietly good. No, she's great. I, 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 my thing with Charlie is she has like one line per episode, but it's always just like one really good line. And then like, she's not really, I hated that. She like works at another (laughs) restaurant and like Brett and Dana, like went on a date just to, have her serve them. I was like, this is confusing. So weird. Um, yeah, that hide but, that yeah. hide rules crossover. Very weird. But that's yeah. that's also where we got her best line of the episode. Even though I thought she had like a really good line later in the episode during the pool party. But um yeah, it, you know what her great line was later in the episode? She was like, Yeah, Jax is closer to my dad's age than my mm-hmm. age. So I don't think I want to go to someone who like is that old's pool party like that that's just kind of weird but her um her great she line made fun of brett in front of brett and i loved that yes at, at, at hide at, at during the hide rules crossover 
Charlie starts making fun of the fact that he only ever wears flannels. And then they do a whole montage of the fact that he literally only mm-hmm. ever wears flannels. And mm-hmm. then Dana says, yeah, he's like a sexy Paul Bunyan. And then... Is he though? <laughs> is he though? Charlie goes, is he though? And then Dana's like, yeah. And then she goes, is he though? Is he though? <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, he is. And then there's an awkward silence. And then she's like, okay, what do you want to drink? <laughs> I do love her. I hope she's that she's good. more prominent next season. Yeah, I, I'll take more of her next season for sure. Um, I think the two best funny. newbies are the ones that haven't gotten enough screen time. It's Charlie and Danica. I know. I know. And I wonder if they'll get more this next season because... But then you also have to say, are they only good because we're not seeing a lot of them and we're only seeing the highlights and if we saw more of them, they'd be awful. Maybe. But it looks like the season finale, Danica tries to fight. I think Kara from Vegas has a comeback yes. in the finale. So um, I think it'll be a good finale. It centers around the Tom Tom 10-year anniversary, 10-year, one-year anniversary. Um, it might be a good a good old finale. Uh, I'm excited. Right. Before we sign off real quick, uh, do you have any thoughts on jackson stassi's conversation where jacks talked about regretting getting married he thought it went too quickly i mean i respect stassi for having that conversation with him because someone needed to um it's kind of just my sentiment on jacks right now it makes me uncomfortable he's so immature and so deranged in his mind that this is supposed to be the honeymoon stage you just got married you should be in the happiest part of your marriage right now not already double you know thinking about it so it was very concerning it was uncomfortable um i feel bad for britney which i shouldn't but uh i don't know it's fucking weird fucking crazy person when he said the whole thing about how like it happened so quickly did we do the right thing i thought it really proved what we've been saying for a while which is that jacks only got married for the attention and Mm -hmm. when you do that it's it's really gonna go by quick, um, and it's really gonna hit a lot harder. That oh yeah, those four hours, man. Especially when it feels like it's the best moment of your life, and and the memory starts to fade a little bit, and you're like, shit, did I just commit to something for a lifetime for a four hour party? Because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to get married for the party. You're supposed to get married mm-hmm. for every moment after the party. Right, but I think mm-hmm. Jax just did it for the party because his party was going to be on national TV, and it was going mm-hmm. to be uh, a magazine, a People magazine cover. Right, like when you do it all, for all that, there's no he, substance. Yeah, and he did it to prove to people that he could do it, and nobody fucking cares if you can do it. We want to see if you can keep it up, buddy. Yeah. And it looks like you're not doing too great at that, are you? It's sad, but you know, you live, you learn. With Jax, he doesn't learn. He doesn't do. He doesn't do the latter. Well, yeah, yeah. No, he just lives. He just lives, and then he lives again. <laughs> That's um, like the thesis of this whole podcast. It's like Jax lives, and he just keeps on living. That's just what Jax does. He does not learn. He just lives. Oh my god, it's fucking <laughs> gross. Well, you know, I'm excited for the finale. I'm excited for this season to be over. It was better than. <laughs> it was. Better than the season before, I'll say that. It was. So, you know, baby steps. If if we continue on continue on the upward trajectory, maybe next season will be will be more watchable. I'm you know, I bitch and moan about the show, but I'll never not watch it, so that's the problem. Maybe I'm the deranged one. Oh yeah, we're fully committed. Um, Rye. Yep. Plug yourself. 
My name's Ryan. Um, <laughs> and that's the plug. Guys, and that's the, I'm finally announcing my name. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Ryalk, R-Y-A-L-K, or on Twitter at the Real Ryalk. I am on season six of Roni right now, and I'm loving it. So good. And I've been live tweeting it. Not live tweeting, but I've been tweeting my favorite moments on my Twitter if you guys want to follow along. And uh, everyone, follow Hot and Bravo. We'll probably be retweeting uh, Ryan's Roni tweets, um, but you could still follow Ryan anyway. You could follow us at Hot and Bravo. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you could follow me if you'd like. That's at Armin, M A H, on Twitter. And thanks for joining us for another Vanderpump Rules recap. We hope you join us next week. For the big finale.